for your air candy with K&K. The music never sleeps. Get ready for your sugar high with coffee and candy. Coffee candy. 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 All right, Cisco Kennedy in the studio, one half of coffee and candy. And as I am recording this episode, my partner Johnny, uh, JC, is actually on the West Coast right now in Vegas for EDC weekend. Let's try to bring him up to the Bluetooth call. Hello. JC, how we doing? Doing great. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Good morning. How we feeling out there? Good. Feeling great, my friend. Speaking to you live from Las Vegas, EDC weekend. Today's day three, my good man. It's yes. a great time out here. I am uh, I am sad that I am not out there with you, but I'm over here at the home front taking care of business. But uh, please sure. tell me, tell the audience, uh, how is the weather first and foremost in Vegas? Well, let me tell you, this is a particularly hot year. Um, it's spring here in Vegas, just like it is back in the Northeast. But the temperatures uh, exceed 90 degrees on a daily basis here. So it's really hot. Uh, it was almost 100 the other day. I've been here since Wednesday, which I think uh, was the 16th or the 17th of May. And um, yeah, let me tell you, the, 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 the strip is hot, but not just in temperature, my friend, this trip is equally hot in activity. There is so much going on here. It's unbelievable. I'm sure. Um, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's 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 amazing. I mean, um, this is considered EDC week. So even though the Electronic Daisy Carnival event uh, takes place uh, at night and throughout the night, uh, Friday through Sunday, EDC week events kicked off on Wednesday. Uh, there are pool parties at all of uh, the major uh, hotel and resorts for folks that have never been out here to Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas Boulevard is the strip uh, and it's lined with large resort style casinos. Uh, notable places include uh, the Cosmopolitan where I'm staying, which has the Marquee uh, Day Club and Night Club. Uh, you've got uh, the Venetian Palazzo property, which has Tau Beach, that's their day club, or the Tau Night Club. Um, you have the new property, Resorts World, which has the Zook Night Club, uh, and the, uh, I think they call it the AO Day Club. There's the MGM. People have known that for years, that hotel and resort property. Not so popular these days, but still around. And in terms of day party activities, they have a outdoor pool club, which is called Wet Republic. Uh, and of course, there are many, many more. Uh, many of the EDC DJs have obviously flown in from their homes of origin throughout the United States, but many more from abroad. And uh, and, and they've been booked. They, they're booked to play not just at EDC, but they're booked to play uh, in the nightclubs and they're booked to play uh, in the day clubs. And, you know, classic example uh, is our friend Afrojack. Uh, let's see, today's 
Sunday, so Friday night, Afrojack played at a club at the MGM called Hakkasan. Yesterday afternoon, Afrojack played at the pool or day club marquee at my hotel. I had a chance to see that. And then uh, late last night, or shall I say early morning today, 4.15 a.m., I think was his sunrise closing set for the EDC day two. So Afrojack undoubtedly was a busy man, but the list goes on. Um, And there are many more DJs that are doing the same thing. Uh, I've run into a lot of folks here on the strip and coming in and out of the festival uh, through the transportation port. I ran into uh, Alesso the other day. He was at the Encore Casino. He's playing at the Tau Beach. Uh, Ran into last night Fisher. Martin Garrix, Cascade, all uh, Chami, all very approachable guys, all excited to be here this weekend, many of whom have been double and triple booked in terms of events that they're playing, whether it be out at EDC or whether it be at the day club, nightclub events. I ran into David Guetta on a Friday night, or shall I say early Saturday morning uh, after his set, uh, completely spent and exhausted. As you know, he's trotting the globe with so many things going on this summer. He's got a residence in uh, in Spain at Ibiza. He does his normal tour. He has residencies here. So who knows what he's up to. But But there's so many people out here and everybody's having an amazing time. And then, of course, there are the fans. Uh, EDC, I think, locked in, you know, more than 400,000 attendees. It is the 30th anniversary of that Insomniac-sponsored event. And uh, let me tell you, you know, the crowds are out in masses this year, just as they were last and the year before that, and as far back as I can remember. Yeah. So since I've never been, and you have been so many times, Paint the picture. Exactly. Where does all this take place? The concerts, the fans. Where's the room for all these people? Well, you know, Las Vegas is a destination city in this country, without a doubt. And, you know, what Las Vegas is really known for, uh, not just the gambling, but it's a convention town. So tons of trades groups and corporate groups and different types of uh, professional organizations that exist throughout the country and throughout the world often have conferences here and conventions here. And because the strip is lined with so many hotel resorts, you know, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of hotel rooms available. So my guess is that the majority of folks who are going to EDC are staying somewhere on the strip. That said, EDC does have a camp available. So people with an RV or a large vehicle that want to be able to camp out throughout the weekend, you know, on the campus of EDC, that's available. And I know that there's also the opportunity to rent uh, tents or pods that have individual air conditioning units. There's sort of like a little camp city, if you will, right outside of the Las Vegas NASDAQ Speedway, which is 17 miles away from the Strip. And that's exactly where EDC takes place. So uh, lots of lots of lodging options for people. Uh, and, and those are just some of them, if that helps you. Yeah. EDC week, as I said, kicked off on Wednesday. Um, but the actual event EDC didn't start up until Friday. I don't remember what time the doors open because I don't go there for the beginning. I try to avoid the crowds. But, um, you know, figure like around 5 or 6 p.m. the doors opened and the event goes right until, you know, 5 a.m. the next morning. 
Uh, I try to arrive around 10.30 myself, which is kind of like in the middle of everything. I stay till around 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, and then I get out. My experience is tailored to, uh, you know, target some of my favorite DJs, but also avoid uh, some of the crowds. Last night, on our way back, uh, we had an Uber driver take us from the airport from which we go to EDC back to our hotel. And uh, he had said to us, it's a good thing you flew out there because cabs don't want to drive out there. And he indicated that he had a client who hired him yesterday to take him to EDC. And after spending one hour and 40 minutes in the vehicle, still not having reached that 17 mile destination, <laughs> the client threw in the towel and told the driver to turn back. So, you know, I'm a little spoiled. I'll admit that I fly there. There's a helicopter service that takes you directly from the strip to EDC. It's a, you know, 10 to 15 minute flight. It's expensive, but it all, it also adds to the experience. And that's how I'm able to interact and encounter a lot of the artists because they're all flying from the same location. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with all the years of experience, like you figured out kind of the best way to attack this thing. So, I mean, more power to you. Shit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, it, it can be a pain in the ass going out there. My sister-in-law, on the other hand, she rented a vehicle. She she likes the freedom and flexibility to drive. And, and much to her, because last night, you know, maybe 15 or 20 minutes into Zed's set, um, you know, my wife and I had to take off because we had to, you know, meet meet our departure time with the, at the helipad, whereas my sister-in-law probably stuck it out, you know, right until, you know, five o'clock in the morning. Wow. So, so that's that. And, you know, when you get to the Las Vegas Speedway, if you can just imagine a giant NASCAR track, um, you know, you've got to, you, you, you enter from the stands like any of the fans that would be going to watch the race. And then you have to walk down into the center and, and, and the entire EDC uh, event is just set up. There are multiple stages. Uh, there are amusement park rides that have been brought in. There are lights everywhere. Uh, there are retail pop-up shops selling, you know, insomniac or, uh, EDC merchandise. There's plenty of food and drink vendors uh, and lots of other like little attractions there's art displays they have um, lectures talk groups there's places to sleep get a massage uh, and, and the list really goes on and on there's so much that has to offer yeah. keep in mind you know the event is going on for 12 hours each day and throughout all that time all of the folks who are in attendance are going to have different wants and needs the key is the music, right? Everybody's there to have a good time. There's no violence. There's no fights. No one has an attitude. Most everyone is dressed in some sort of costume or neat outfit. And it's a very, very welcoming, open environment. Uh, and everyone's there for one thing, you know, for the music and no, and, and really nothing more. Um, the experience is it's tough to put into words. I mean, when you first go to one of these events and you, your senses are overwhelmed, right, by sounds and uh, and sight, the people, the lights, uh, the attractions, the music, it's, it's incredible. So, so each day there's a set list and it publishes the DJs, who's going to play and what stage they're going to be at. So, you know, the key is to pop around and to get a little feel of everybody and everything that's happening or at least as much as you possibly can. So, you know, day one when we arrived, 
Uh, I got to see Fisher perform. Uh, I saw David Guetta set. I saw Allison and one uh, Alice in Wonderland, I should say, who by the way is nine months pregnant, and she made that known uh, at the beginning of her set. Uh, and there were some others. I just. I just can't remember because as you're, you're moving through, you see so many things happening at once. Sure. Last night is is fresher in my memory. So last night I had a chance to see Dom Dalla. Uh, I saw uh, Dom Bresky, Boris Brescia, uh, all of Tiesto's set, and I saw a portion of Zed's set, which did seem different than what Zed played back at Ultra back in March. And you remember from the news coverage that, that Zed's thumb drive wasn't working uh, at Ultra. So he had to scramble to download tracks and put together his set very quickly. Last night was different. So my guess is, is that what he was intending for the festival season, he got a chance to play. It still had, you know, all of his great commercial tracks built in, but also some new mixes and some new stuff. So in any event, I thought I'd share that with you. Yeah, like you had mentioned... In terms of... Uh, like Dom Dalla, um, like, do you recall hearing a new song with Nelly Furtado I think I had seen something online this week he was like teasing this little clip in the studio him and Nelly Furtado and they had a song coming out soon so I figured well what's a better place than to drop it at you know like EDC I didn't know if maybe you caught her vocals or like maybe not no no, no that didn't didn't happen no he was playing at a at a stage called the circuit grounds and and there there had to be you know close to a hundred thousand people there yeah. so you know and here's my here's my criticism at edc you know the stages surrounds the 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 speedway so you have to get up like really close to the stage that you want to hear in order to pick up on nuances like certain vocals and stuff and we weren't unable at the circuit ground stage to get that close so i'm not i'm first of all i don't know the track that he might be teasing or is about to release so i wouldn't have recognized it but i did not hear him play anything that caught my attention with any particular vocals i was just sort of happy for the guy and the fact that he's new on scene he hasn't he doesn't have the he History of a, a Tiesto or a David Guetta, yeah. and, and he was on one of the main stages. And, yeah. and hats off to James Hype, who is also playing on some of the main stages. David uh, James Hype was playing each and every day of the entire festival, which is really great. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he, he's on different he's he's on right different now. stages. He's hot, hot, hot hey, right now. Need to take a quick break. Can you give me one second? Sure. You're tuned in with Coffee and Candy. I'm back. I don't remember where we left off, but we were talking about Dom Dalla, the stage. It's, you know, the key is positioning. Last night, I was very blessed um, in the particular area where we watch the show. We get VIP wristbands, so they have certain areas where you can, you know, you can get up close. And we were right at the gate at the base of the stage of the kinetic uh, field stage. That's one of, kind of like one of their main stages. Mm-hmm. So we were super close for Tiesto set, Boris Brescia and Zed. And, uh, you know, like the, the pyrotechnics and the fire were like within reaching distance from where we were standing. I seen because it, it was like some it, of the footage that you had sent me. Uh, I had seen how close you were to those. And I said that that must be hot. Like he must be feeling that as that is going off. 
listen, you can feel the heat when you are, you know, in the nosebleed section. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> to have that flame just a few feet away, it was really hot and super bright, by the way. But it, it all added to the, you know, the sensory experience uh, of what is EDC or, you know, any major music festival, mm. you know? Like a question I had is but, how you sure. saying there's all different stages happening simultaneously. Um, does the sound bleed from from like stage to stage? Like when you're trying to focus on who's in front of you at, at not, this stage, not, like can you not, hear like the ricochet when, or the echoing from the other stage? And you're like, ah, oh, what the fuck? I, I I can't really hear this the way I want to experience because I'm getting all the backlash from the other stages going off right now. Not when you get to the stage that you want to be at and you're close enough and you get up and you focus in because the speakers for any particular stage are not just coming from the stage. So, for example, if you saw the footage that I sent last night and you saw me that I was down on the gate, you know, they have some uh, major major subwoofer setups right there at the base and then they also have their mid ranges and their highs that are that are positioned on the stage but if you step back from the kinetic field main stage uh, and you go back uh, you know say 100 feet 150 200 feet they have other speakers so yeah. that the sound sort of reaches everybody i'll try to capture some of that footage for you tonight so you'll know what i'm talking about but if you get close uh, closer to the stage that you want to see you you don't really experience that bleed however walking from stage to stage you do hear a lot of it and i actually find it you know it sounds terrible actually you know you know I, my my uh, friends and i last night were sort of talking about that if you think of a you know a nasdaq track is like a big oval and all of the stages and the presentations are on the exterior of that you've got to walk down the middle of the oval to get from stage to stage and and you can hear a lot of it for sure because a lot of the stages are pointed inward in toward the middle of the oval. There are only a couple of stages that are pointed outward. So you do get a lot of that bleed as you're sort of migrating uh, from stage to stage with, within the track itself. Yeah, interesting. So today is day three. Um, Today's day three. Um, you know, same plan. Going to go out, go around 1030, you know, come back around, uh, you know, 230 in the morning. I know Martin Garrix. Is, oh, by the way, I didn't mention I saw a little bit of a marshmallow set as well. Martin Garrix is going to play today. Uh, Armin Van Buren is going to play today. I'm definitely going to see both of them. I don't remember who else is there, but I'm sure there'll be others that I'll catch. Is there someone who is going to close the whole thing out? I'm glad you asked that question. Yes, uh, our friend Cascade is going to close the whole thing up. He he played uh, a set today. He's at he's at a day party. He's playing at the Resort Worlds uh, AO Day Club. Last night he played um, in the Circuit Ground set. I didn't get a chance to see him, and I'll explain that in a minute. Uh, he played a set on his own, and then tonight he'll close out the festival with what he what they they call his Redux set. So it's Cascade Redux, which I think is really committed to a lot of his classics. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's what's going to close out. Sweet. Good Cascade's set. Cascade's set last night overlapped with Tiesto. So I obviously couldn't see both of them. I had hopes to initially, but once I had the, you know, the really good vantage point from which to see the Tiesto set, I would have had to make my way out of that section 
fighting masses of crowds to get to the opposite end, you know, think the Oval again. You know, Cascade was playing at a, a stage called Circuit Grounds. Tiesto was at another one called Kinetic Field. These are sort of like the main stages, if you will, of EDC, the, the larger station, uh, stages. And they're at opposite ends. So, you know, with crowd and, and folks, it could easily take, you know, 20 to 30 minutes to, to navigate from one end to the other. I mean, they're just so, so many people. So it's, it's not it's not a quick, quick little walk from one to the next. Yeah. And I can imagine some of those super diehard fans that are up front in those very, very first rows. They are not leaving. They got there. there as soon as it opened it up, they're staying there every hour by hour. They don't give a shit who's coming up. All they know is that I'm here for one reason and one reason only. And I'm here to see, you know, whoever that person is. And they'll go through everyone else's set just just to be front right there when it's time for their person. I can imagine. You know what? Those people do exist. And, and to be honest with you, you know, I used to be one of them. When I first started going to the festivals, you know, there, there was always like a little sense of anxiety, you know, arriving, you know, wanting to get through security, get through the gate, fight the crowds, then get to the location of the stage that uh, your artists are playing on and then find your spot, you know, within that particular area. So there, there can be uh, a little anxiety associated with that if you're fixated on that. That sort of approach and, and and I used to have that approach for a while but I've noticed about myself at least over the last couple of years particularly when we started doing the coffee and candy um, venture is that my interest in music has has grown to be much broader and instead of just being interested in seeing like Tiesto who's you know who's iconic and is a big commercial star um, I want to see some of the other folks so I tend to sort of float around now from stage to stage uh, and just sort of take in what I can take in but but getting a, a you know sort of finding your spot when you get to a particular stage is obviously very important yeah so so that you can you know sort of take it all in because there's a lot going on I mean look you got a lot of people that are really indulging in substances. Folks are drunk. People are high. Marijuana is legal. There's a lot of that going on. So you have folks that are, you know, really heavily into that. And you kind of want to, at least I do, I want to keep my distance. I don't want to smell it. And I don't want someone throwing up on me. I saw someone, someone vomited in one of the trash cans, like, you know, 10 inches from me last night. And it just came out of nowhere. So, you know, you got to be careful. Pick your spot wisely <laughs> so that you can enjoy the set in some level of comfort. Um, but, you know, there's people there with signs and costumes. Folks are there for, you know, purposes of trying to, you know, participate in the, in the mosh pit experience. Um, this is so much going on. I will tell you this. And hopefully folks don't laugh too much at me. But, you know, I told you they have amusement park rides there. Yeah. So so last night I went on a ride that I never went on as a kid. I went on a you know the the the, the ride called the free free fall or the, the tower of terror. You know, you, they put you in the seat, they raise you up really really high and then they just drop you to the ground. Have you ever seen one of those rides? Of course I have. I've been on a few like Six Flags and places like that. Yeah. Yeah. First time for me last night broke my chariot EDC. <laughs> so <laughs> And how was that experience? Would you, like, would you do it again? I would do it again. The okay. build up is, is is what's really funny. The yeah. build up because we're in line, we're talking to this other couple. Get you know, we inching our way towards the, the line, and here I am on Google researching. 
the safety of the ride <laughs> in prior prior accidents that, is, that that have occurred. And and I don't know if you know this, but in August of 2022, this young poor kid died on one of those at Disney. You know, apparently they made modifications. Maybe it wasn't Disney, but it was in Orlando. That I know. Let me be careful with my words here on a podcast. It was in Orlando. A news article said that uh, the proprietor of the ride made some modifications to it that, that undermined safety, causing the, the rider to be ejected um, fr- from the equipment. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how the person the person died. So here I am looking that up. I got all these young kids standing around me and, and I'm broadcasting the safety features of the Tower of Terror. Oh, but man. needless to say, it was a great experience. I survived it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm glad you did it. Um, I actually have to get ready to go and play a six-hour set down at Tel Aviv by the waterfront over here in our hometown of Providence, Rhode Island. Um, One last question for you. Sure. In the past two days, uh, Mm -hmm. is there any moment where you have been inspired by something and say, this is why I'm here? This is my reason, and I have this fire burning in me now to get back home and, you know, just get, like, coffee and candy to the next level. Has there been that moment for you yet, this trip? Yes, and listen, you know, I I personally... I, I come to these festivals to take time away from work and to have a lot of fun, but but I don't approach them in a let's go and get drunk type of weekend. As you know, I don't even drink. Uh, I approach these... Um, festivals from an analytical perspective. I'm here to get inspiration. I'm here to get ideas. Uh, and, and that's, that's really what I like to do. So, um, I will tell you right now what the inspiration is for me. As everyone knows, Tiesto played one of our mixes some weeks ago on his podcast. And yeah. that mix was uh, the, our remix of uh, Frida Redding's Weekends. Weekends, yeah. Okay. And Tiesto released a new song. I'm trying to look up the name of it as we speak right now. But his new song has a sound and a cho- chords and bass line mm-hmm. that are almost identical to the work that we did and uh, I haven't decided yet how we're going to bring that to Tiesto's attention <laughs> but when I but we are going to there's no doubt in my mind about that but but the bottom line is the fact that he played our song and was inspired by our sounds which in, motivated him and his team to do something similar uh I found to be, you know, incredibly, you know, inspirational to think that, you know, here I am, you know, the lawyer who's been at this for a very short period of time being mentored by you, who's been doing it for a very, very long time. About 20 years. Uh, And, and yeah, yeah. And, and how quickly um, we've made progress and traction together. And that we've been able to, you know, put together some sort of a product that inspired somebody as accomplished uh, as Tiesto. So to me, you know, that was the moment. I, I heard his track. Um, 
I, I can't seem to get a Wi-Fi signal right now in my hotel room, but I heard the song on DJ City the other day. You might remember I brought it to your attention. And and now here I am listening to it being played on the main stage. I was, you know, quite shocked myself. Yeah. Well, I can attest to this from the years of experience kind of getting my feet wet in this industry. Um, it will not be the last time that this happens where we put something out that has, you know, a certain certain sound. And then as the months go on, you hear something very, very similar uh this is just part of the game everyone is influenced off of each other and you know just to kind of go into this really quickly uh it's a testament to the sound uh like quality that we bring to the table we are using the same software the same vsts the same software the same mixing you know as these big high-end industry pros are doing so uh you know we have our eyes set on the target and uh we do not intend to miss so uh we're coming we are coming for the charts that that's that's how i want to end this episode and uh i hope you have a great third day in vegas enjoy the show tonight and I look forward to having you back in the studio this upcoming week so that we can get back into the coffee and candy vibe. That sounds great. Have a great set today at uh, Tel Aviv. I know Carl Cox will be proud of your marathon set abilities of six hours and straight deep house melodic vocals and, and house music. So have a great time. I wish I could be there with you. And uh, <laughs> I'll right. see you in a couple of days. All right, John. Take care. Be good, brother. Take care. All right. So as always, with every episode, we have our mix show segment. And it's only right since this is the EDC Vegas episode that the musical portion reflects that. So these are going to be some of the styles of edits and remixes that you would hear at Electric Daisy Carnival EDC weekend in Vegas. Here's the mix show. You're tuned in with Coffee and Candy. Make them wanna bite yeah. I just wanna have a good night I just wanna have a good night If you don't know, now you know If you broke, then you gotta let them go You can have anybody, any money, no Cause when you a boss, you could do what you want Yeah, cause girls is players too uh, Yeah, yeah, cause girls is players too Yeah, cause girls is players too uh, Yeah, yeah, cause girls is players too Hold up
blowing on my phone, but I'm ignoring him. He thinking he the one I got like four of him. Yeah, I'm sitting first class like bad Victorian. Uh, came a long way from rag to riches. Five star beef, yeah, I taste so delicious. Let him lick the plate, yeah, I make him do the dishes. Now he on news 12, cause a bitch would miss it. Another fight, yeah. I have a bottle, make him wanna bite, yeah. I just wanna have a good night. I just wanna have a good night. If you don't know, now you know. If you broke, then you gotta let him go. You can have anybody, any money, no. Cause when you a boss, you could do what you want. Yeah, cause girls is players too. Keep playing it. 
crazy to stay with me Most people want love but when it gets rough we throw it all away Most people want trust but give it all up when they hit harder days Most people want love but when they get stuck they let it go to waste No, we ain't letting go
for the first time I feel it for the first time
Coffee and Candy.